0: Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world.
1: Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And
0: I'm Isaac from Resolute Man.
1: We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible.
0: We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Okay, you guys ready for part two?
1: You guys, we are so excited about this next yeah. session, right? Like we're, we're going to be talking about eight more points, things that we've been reflecting on. And if you guys have listened to any <laughs> of our podcasts, don't they get better the longer that they go on? So this is kind of like us jumping into the middle of all of the things that we've recognized have been a huge impact factor
0: in our marriage. Wow, we get some energy going when we talk about marriage. This is fun.
1: I know. Well, we used to do these marriage seminars and they were so <laughs> much fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to start doing that kind of stuff again someday.
0: You never know. Yeah. You never know. But you know what? Uh, we appreciate you guys being part of the mm-hmm. 1 million legacies movement, whether you share on social media, promote the podcast, mm-hmm. promote it to your church. Now, you know, what's also cool is the parenting mentor program, people joining that, but groups in churches are starting to join. Mm-hmm. Churches are playing our promo video of the parenting program in front mm-hmm. of the church and groups are joining up. And it's really neat to see that and the people that are impacted by that. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. You know what I was just thinking about too? Just right now, what we're dealing with with uncertain times, there are a lot of churches that are actually not meeting together right now. And so I think that we've seen a bit of an influx with churches wanting to sign up as groups and do this together to support parents because they realize that they're actually parenting more than they used to be if their kids are not in school. Yeah. And they want to give support to them, but they can't meet at their local church, right? So they're looking for programs that are biblically based. So if that's you, if that's your church, guys, (laughs) reach out to Isaac, Isaac at Tolpinson com we can work something out
0: so we will uh get into the content in a second we have six points so we're going to move quickly but they're very good these are reflections looking back on our marriage for 21 years because we just had our anniversary mm-hmm. on uh what are the things we're most thankful the decisions we made that, and are making on and are, a day-to-day and are consi- yeah. consistently mm-hmm. making that made a really big difference in our marriage and fruitfulness in our yeah. family and so forth so we're going to be talking about that but on itunes uh or wherever you are when you leave a review, a written one, we read them. We appreciate them. And on iTunes, if you just hit the hit, hit to tap uh, five stars, Is if I can tap, say tap? that. Tap, yeah. tap, tap, something like that. Yeah. If I can speak. I'm learning how to speak here today. Uh, It really helps the algorithms and helps the podcast get more exposure and helps the movement and all that. So we just so thank you for that and for the donations coming in for uh, what's going on. We just so appreciate it. It is so meaningful and so helpful. Mm -hmm. And all the show notes and free resources, a couple free workshops at CourageousParenting.com, hit podcast, and you can get all that stuff.
1: Awesome. So let's dive in. Yeah. So you guys, we covered seven. In the last one, we covered the importance of date nights, that the D word, divorce is never an option. Yeah. Don't let your identity of your marriage become wrapped up in the kids. Prioritize family over business and ministry. Build team projects you to together. Hear, you
0: get to hear the projects we've done. Yep. Yep. Have fun together. And what we've done to do that. Yeah.
1: And seeking the kingdom together. And we're going to start out with this next one, which is to encourage and build one another up.
0: Man, that could have been number one. If we were like prioritizing order, that might be the most important one.
1: But I like, these are not in any particular order. I like
0: where it is. I'm I'm just saying like. Yep. That is so important.
1: It really is. In fact, you know what, guys? I don't... I mean, we recommend books every now and again. We recommend a lot in the Parenting yeah. Mentor Program. Mm-hmm. Man, I get a lot of messages from moms saying, hey... Do you have recommendations for girls on teaching them about body image? And I'm like, you know what? That is in our purity section of parenting program. And so I just wanted to just put a little plug in for that because there are hundreds of resources and coupons for some of those resources in the parenting program. But one of the first books that we read before we were married was Building Building Your Your Mate's Mates Self-Esteem by Dennis and Barbara Rainey.
0: And by the way, sometimes time and place in your life makes a book really good. That's true. So we haven't looked at it since we were before married.
1: No, but it was such a good concept. So it was
0: good for us then. So I know we're recommending it. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true.
1: We haven't read it for over 21 years. But it was helpful to us. mm -hmm. The process
0: of reading it. And we committed to reading it out loud together Mm -hmm. to each other.
1: Yeah. It was such a a great way to start. That was before we were married. So that was like how we founded our relationship was reading together. Um, I love that. I love that. That was fun. That was a good good job.
0: And it was good practice listening to each other. It right really was. Beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And actually paying attention to what's being read. Sometimes it can be hard to listen to something that's being read to you out loud.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was good practice saying anyway, You know
0: what was a benefit back then? What? We didn't have smartphones.
1: Oh yeah, that didn't exist.
0: So we just And there had, was
1: no social media. So
0: we just listened yeah. to each other. True. Read this book.
1: So good. Okay, so there's an exercise, a recommendation of something you could do. You could read a book together. Just hide your phones. Yeah. But I want to read to you from Hebrews 10, 24, which... You guys, you know, I'm, I am just pulling this out, but really this, I always say this, this whole section is so, it applies to right now. How, how come it is that everything we're reading, I feel like, oh, this is perfect for these uncertain times because the Bible is alive and active. That's
0: so amazing. The Bible is so cool that way.
1: Okay. So Hebrews chapter 10, if you really wanted to read about the, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the consecrated, you guys have to read verse 19, hold fast to your confession of your faith. Okay. So then it says in verse 23, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another And so much more as you see the day, capital D, approaching. We know what day he's talking about.
0: I was just thinking of the visual, like two pots on a stove. I don't know. I'm not a cook or anything. But you have two soups and you got two spoons, right? Yeah. And you get all the mixtures are separated and they're kind of just, but separated, they're not, they don't taste good. But you have, you're this pot over here. I'm this pot over here. Okay. And then I come over to your pot and I stir up so it tastes good. Stir it up and you stir mine, right? We're supposed to stir each other into good works.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that.
0: So a lot of times what we do is we stir our own pot. Right. But we need to stir each Each other's other's pots. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know if that worked, but... It works for me. (laughs) She's looking at me I love
1: him. I love him. He's always got a story. Okay. So you guys on this encouraging and building one another up. Yeah. It's so important that God's telling us to stir one another up to love and good works. And that's what we're doing when we're building one another up. Isn't it true that sometimes in your marriage, maybe you get down or your husband gets down when you're not down, right? Like, it's like one or the other, right? And sometimes you both struggle. Those are the hardest times, right? You just pray together. But you need one another to remind each other who you are in Christ because it's easy to forget sometimes and you need help taking your thoughts captive or just remembering that you need to. Right. And, and to call that out and go, actually, that's not true about you. That's a lie from the enemy. You need to take your thought captive. I don't know how many times I've had to like preach that to myself, but I know that I've had to say it to you before. You've had to say it to me before. And so that's encouraging one another, exhorting one another, but exhorting one another and so much more as the day approaches. now guys So much
0: more. So much more. If one of you has a critical spirit a critical spirit looks for the wrong in somebody. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody in the marriage relationship has a critical spirit, the other person is not going to want to share and be vulnerable about their challenges because a critical spirit will accentuate mm-hmm. the negative. Yep. And true. so, so they'll just keep private to themselves and that's not cultivating not a strong marriage at uh-uh. all. Uh, and what you want is to be receptive of each other, take it in. And while there might be a little bit of truth to something, mm-hmm. you're looking for the good things to stir up good works in mm-hmm. that person and stir up yep. confidence in who they are in, in Christ and stir up. And the even good.
1: maybe even call out spiritual gifts in one another. Yeah. I know that we've had to do that in each other and remind each other. Like there are times like when your business w- failed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like y- you struggled with even feeling like you had the right to be leading Right,
0: yeah, and, I don't think I did and, at the time, and,
1: but but you were still called to be the leader of our family, true, and so I had to work on and exercise my encouragement muscle, yeah, a lot more, and I had to hold back things that were maybe more critical because that was a fragile time and you you have to be able to be aware of those times. I mean,
0: my leadership actually was better during that time, I think, because I wasn't working so hard. Yeah. But yeah, that was super, super helpful. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I think that there's times when stirring up is, is building one another's self-esteem, right? But it is also acknowledging the talents and gifts in one another that maybe they don't see in each other. Yeah. It's also, um, just being like pointing out the things you're thankful for in the other person's character mm-hmm. right it's kind of like what you do i mean i'm going to say with your kids or with your friends yeah. or with any person like think of how when you're being kind to someone and you're wanting to build someone up right yeah. or you see something that's really fruitful in them if you just keep it to yourself that's that's not a benefit like the holy spirit has revealed something to you about someone else yeah that's kind and maybe they need that word of affirmation. That's another thing that can be really encouraging. So building one another up has been, I would say for me, it's one of like the top most important things that we've done over the years in our
0: marriage. And building up the marriage too in front of each other. Yeah. Like we're so good at this together or Hey, you know, remember that thing we did together? We can do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So really important. Okay. Number two, number two,
0: no secrets that is so important. You have to have implicit trust amongst one another. Mm-hmm. And how can you have that if there's secrets? And if there are secrets, it's time to come clean. Mm-hmm. If not now, then when? I used it in the last episode. Now I am use it differently, which is when is the best time to come clean? Now.
1: Right. I mean... First John even talks about, I don't have that scripture out right now, but first John even talks about living, walking in the light as he is in the light Mm -hmm. so that we can have fellowship with one another. Mm -hmm. And if there are secrets, we're actually walking in darkness and hiding things. And it separates us from in our relationship with our spouse, with whoever maybe we've sinned against, but it also separates us in our relationship from God because that's what sin does. It separates, right? And Jesus died for our sin so that we could be free from it. So that we can actually live in freedom and and be able to turn from it right from the temptation but part of that is having accountability we all need that because we're not perfect Mm -hmm. part of that is also confessing and repenting right which means to turn away and so there's a need like if you have secrets i would really question like how genuine your relationship with god is because you don't keep secrets
0: and we uh give each other complete access to each other's devices uh, email accounts, everything. There's mm-hmm. nothing hidden. We share yeah. bank accounts to everything. So everything is transparent mm-hmm. and that is crucial. It's, it's crucial safer, to have trust.
1: safe that way. And
0: I don't sit down with a woman without someone else there, even in work settings. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angie does the same. I mean, mm-hmm. it's super important just to be above reproach, and especially since we've been in ministry and more public Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad we've always been that way. Yeah. And especially when challenges come, it's like, okay, we can be bold as lions because there's nothing to hide. Right. Yeah. There's just nothing. Mm -hmm. Like we've lived Mm -hmm. transparently our whole lives. We've been consistent in who we are. And that, I think that's important as we go into uncertain times, you want your marriage to be so rock solid that if an attack comes your way, you can, you can stand strong because Mm -hmm there isn't there isn't weak parts to be revealed. Right. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get an alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the
1: and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in Scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So number three is mutual accountability, and that's kind of what we've just been talking about, but I want to read a couple passages of scripture that are in Proverbs just to encourage you guys, because this is a big deal in marriage to have accountability. Yeah, It's one of the main things that we've Huge. done. Isaac just gave you guys some examples. But Proverbs 12, 15 says, yeah. the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise.
0: Oh, so important to have counsel and even beyond your marriage, right? There's other mm-hmm. episodes on mentoring and things like that, right. what we believe on that. But you've got to have people that you literally say you implicitly trust and you say, hey, you can ask me anything. Mm-hmm. and uh, and hold you accountable to things, mm-hmm. uh, which is important.
1: Another one is in Proverbs 15, 22, that says, Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. And I think that, you know when you're married, that's one of the things that for mutual accountability, like obviously we have mutual accountability with each other, but I think what we were also talking about here with number three was that we each have had accountability partners outside of our marriage. We Mm -hmm. mutually had Mm -hmm. accountability. You with Jim, me with Annie, like just Mm -hmm. different. There's been a lot of different people over the years that we've let people speak into our lives, Mm -hmm. even just even on a local basis. That's super important because you're walking with people face to face to where you've opened up your relationships to where people know that they have the, um, the right, the permission Mm -hmm. and the responsibility to speak into your life if they think something's off. Yeah. So super important. Number four,
0: number four, back each other up in your parenting.
1: Okay, so this is a big deal because a lot of times people don't realize this, but kids can sometimes be one of the main sources for arguing between couples that lead to the big D word down the road and you don't even realize it. Let
0: me give you a test. Let's say your kids come to you complaining about something that you know your spouse has a problem with.
1: Are you saying like they're complaining about mom giving them a consequence or something like that?
0: Well, complaining about mom in a way that you kind of feel like, well, there is some truth to that maybe,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: You might be thinking that you need to back her up in front of the kids, but then you go talk to her, Mm -hmm. right? Or there's, I'm going to get away with something with the softer parent. That's the oh other yeah, side kids of it.
1: will do it too where they'll try to create division or like they'll like if they want to have a friend over and they know oh that parent will always say no and that parent will always say yes so, so they kids, go to that parent instead Kids should of, get in yeah.
0: trouble if they create division in your marriage. And but the only way they're going to do that is if you allow them to do that because you're not backing each other up. Right. You need to absolutely back each other up. Now, if you disagree, hey, back each other up. Then have a meeting about mm-hmm. it and then you can come together and talk to kids. Mm-hmm. So that can be super, super helpful too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this is a big deal though, that you guys have to like talk about it and come up with a plan and also yeah. talk to your kids. Your kids should know that you're a united front. Yeah. Always.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The next one in number five is challenge each other to grow and give each other time to do it. Yeah. So do does your wife have time to read her Bible? Does she have time to read books? Yeah. Does she feel guilty doing those things because there's so much on her plate?
1: And the same could go for the husband, right? Like the wife, I'm I'm talking to you right now. Do you expect your husband to be the spiritual leader yet not give him time to read the Bible? We've talked about this many times in the podcast. And it's that double standard of, yes, I want you to lead. Why aren't you leading? But yet you're giving them a honey-do list that's 20 miles long that they can never get through to please yeah. you. So they never feel like they can have the time to actually be studying the word and be prepared to lead.
0: Yeah. And in time to grow sometimes involves being out with your friends. Time to grow sometimes means going to a conference and you're not together. Mm-hmm. Right. There's all kinds of ways you can encourage growth in each other. And we should being
1: mentored. Like yeah. is, do each of you have time to go spend with someone that can speak into your life? And, you know, we're in the season now where we're speaking into other people's lives. And that is a calling and we have to make time for each other to do that. And so that's another thing that now that we're entering, we're into the, over the second decade of being mm-hmm. married, right. Where we realize, okay, this is part of our calling. Now we are in this season um, and recognizing that that is something we have to make time for.
0: You know, what's the death of this is um, competition. If you're competitive with each other, you're not going to give each other time or comparison is a version of competition. Mm -hmm. You did a whole course on the comparison track with women, (laughs) but in marriage, this is a big deal too, because if you're comparing, oh, I work way harder than her. I work way harder than him. He has no idea. And then you're not going to like give him time off because you're going to be like, I deserve any, if there's any minute of time off, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. There's that. There's that. Well, and
1: it's the same thing when, you know, sometimes husbands can think, oh, my wife's been home all day long. Yeah. She doesn't need any time. She's been home all day.
0: Oh. You know what I mean? She needs time. And
1: so the reality is, is like you both, that both of those attitudes are competitive attitudes. And you guys were able to share these with you because we struggled with these at times, right? And we've just been honest with each other and confessed those things, forgiven each other, Mm -hmm. and we moved on. But we realized that a lot of couples continually they make a habit of this it's a competitiveness yeah. it's in their marriage and it's destructive
0: so we're really thankful that we have challenged each other to grow giving yeah. each other time to do so yeah. because each of us uh it's important we're growing individually mm-hmm. and we're growing in our relationship with god and growing our skills didn't god make us to be people of progress yes so i know that angie looks at her role as mom very seriously mm-hmm. But I also understand God made her for more things than only mom, although that's incredible. Mm -hmm. She's also an author. She's also a blogger. She's also a friend. She's also an encourager to other people. Mm -hmm. She's also someone that enjoys doing things outside of the home, Mm -hmm. right? And so if I'm not helping her have space for that, encouraging those things, then she's not able to be a complete human being that God called her to be.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, those things definitely do make me better at what I do on a very practical level. And it makes her even better at being a mom. So number six is forgiveness. Obviously, you guys were probably just waiting for that one. Um, Forgiving is one of those things that obviously you need to have a lot of in your marriage over time. Because guess what? You are going to make mistakes and you're probably going to offend one another at times because... In our humanity. We're not perfect. And sometimes we act in our flesh and we get selfish and we say things, right? Or or maybe we don't say things or maybe we don't do things. Maybe we miss the mark of expectations or whatnot, right? And the reality is we need to let things go. We need to overlook things, but we also need to forgive one another.
0: In Ephesians uh, 4.32, it says, Mm -hmm. and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Forgave you. Mm -hmm. So important to forgive and move on mm-hmm. completely. And let's get rid of that little habit of bringing up all the things we forgave in the past that they did you wrong. But That's
1: not real forgiveness. Yeah.
0: yeah that's for uh sure. we've done that before and it's mm-hmm. not fun and it's not fair fighting. So
1: Right. So number 7 is to love well. And now, you know, we could we are going to actually flip to the again another wedding <laughs> verse that's used all the time, which is in 1st Corinthians chapter 13. Um but you guys when I think of love, I think of a few things. I think of the different kinds of love, right? Mm. Unconditional love, Mm -hmm. friend love. Yeah. Like you want to be, you want to love one another as friends, but then there's, Obviously, you're lovers, right? There's mm-hmm. an intimate kind of love. Mm-hmm. Then there's the golden rule of love, treating other people as you would want to be treated, right? Yeah. And and loving people more than yourself, right? Think of the second commandment, yeah. love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And and so there's all these aspects of loving well, but they all require us to choose. To love well. And I think that it's really crucial in a marriage that we recognize that. So I'm just going to read from 1 Corinthians 13. Maybe you haven't been to a wedding in a long time and you need to hear this. Love suffers long Mm. and is kind. Love does not envy. It does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. Does Mm. not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth bears all things believes all things hopes all things and endures all things love never fails mm. okay and so we need to remember all of these different aspects this is a really key yeah. passage of scripture i know that it's read a lot but the reality is is we need to have this like pinned to our refrigerators or our mirrors in our bathroom to remember i need to be reminded that love is not provoked yeah right love is not rude love does not seek its own right like all mm-hmm. of these things lo- lo- it's long suffering mm-hmm. right and and so guys a key to marriage success or thriving marriage is to love well
0: yeah and then point number eight is live out purpose of existence together as a team so
1: that's a big deal so what is our huge. purpose like why are we even here right like we know that it's to know God, make Him known, to love Him forever, to, Glor-
0: glorify Him, to glorify Does Him. Does your marriage team glorify God mm-hmm. and to make Him known,
1: which is the Great Commission? And so I think that you know both the, the scriptures. Obviously Matthew twenty eight, you guys know Matthew mm-hmm. twenty eight, which says, "Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and lo, I am with you to the end of age." And yeah. I, this is part of our, like it's, it's the collective mission, commission, great yeah. commission of every believer. And when you're married, you together are on that mission together. And so living out one of your purposes and then to know God and to love God is individual, but it's also something that you do together. And I just want to read for a second from Matthew twenty two thirty seven 37, which says, Jesus said to them, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment mm. and so this is another aspect if we it's kind of like when we were saying seek the kingdom mm-hmm. seek the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added unto you mm-hmm. love the lord your god with your all heart mind soul and strength
0: yeah. right
1: it, it it's literally all of us and when yeah. we are loving god when we are seeking him in his word all of the things that we need to be doing the discernment that comes with the random issues that can come up, pop its ugly head in marriage. Like we have wisdom in God's word to be able to deal with those. And that helps you to thrive, to get through it, to um, learn through the hard things appreciate the blessings and enjoy them, right? Amen. And so I hope you guys were super encouraged. These are just some of the most important things that we've (laughs) learned over the last 21 years.
0: Yeah, so it's been incredible 21 years of marriage and we're just getting going. And you know what? If you're glorifying God with your marriage, then there's no question you're being a great example for your kids. Do you want your kids to have a marriage like yours? Mm -hmm. Of course, it's a resounding yes if your marriage is glorifying God. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, there's things to do. And you know what? The number one thing, if you're having marriage challenges right now, mm-hmm. is to pray. Yeah. Pray for your spouse. Because God can help where you maybe can't. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's nothing you can do, but God can. And keep loving your spouse. And that's a huge key.
1: See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting.
0: This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone.
1: If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.